Hallelujah. Good morning, everyone. Uh, this is Brother Joseph. Glory to God. It's 9.06 in the morning. Today is March 27th, 2022. Amen. And uh, <clears throat> we're coming at you live on Facebook. Amen. I trust everyone's having a victorious week. Amen. The Lord has been very strong in encouraging his people to be bold and be strong in this hour, no matter what is happening around us. Amen. We know that God is faithful and he's honor his, he, he honors his word and he will take care of his people. Amen. And, that, and that's very important. Amen. That we stay with God. We stay with the word. We continue in faith toward God as it is written. Glory to God. <clears throat> Let's see here. The scripture says that, that the just shall live by faith. Amen. We live by faith toward God, amen. We continue to move forward in faith toward God, amen. And uh, as it says, herein is the revelation of righteousness revealed. The just shall live by faith, amen. The righteous ones live by faith toward God every day of their lives. They're constantly leaning on God, trusting in God for all their needs and for the needs of their loved ones. And as they minister out there to those in the world, amen. And uh, <clears throat> so, like I said, today is... Um, is uh, March 27, 2022. Well, let's go ahead and start with some prayer, amen. This is 909 now, and so, um, Father, in Jesus' name, we just come before you, Lord God. I thank you for this opportunity, Lord God, to minister the bread of life, amen. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every rhema that proceeds out of the mouth of God, amen. Every spoken word that's revealed to us in our spirits, amen, this is the word that we and we move on. This is the word that we have trust and faith and confidence towards you, Father, for that moment, for that hour that we're in. And I thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness, Lord, and how you watch over your word and you perform your word over our lives. Amen. <clears throat> we have to just constantly stay in faith towards you, Father, for it is written, Father God, that without faith it's impossible to please him. Amen. And he that comes to God, amen, must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Amen. And I thank you for your faithfulness, Lord God, and how you diligently, diligently honor your word and how you watch over us and you care for us, Father. Thank you, Lord, for all those that are watching and partaking today, Father God. I'm encouraged by you, Father God, in this hour. I love you, Father, with all my heart, with all my mind, with all my soul, Father. Excuse me. With all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, and with all my strength. Amen. And I thank you, Father God, for those that are partaking those that will partake in the future, Lord God, I bless you, Father. And we love you, Father, and we praise you in Jesus' name, amen. All right, so here we go, amen. Well, like I said, uh, I'm going to just discuss some things this morning that the Lord has laid on my heart. Um, very important for us to understand this mind, amen, and why it's, it's important that... Um, That we maintain the word, amen, and allow the word to train us and teach us and so on. And, and, and allow the Holy Ghost to minister to our lives, amen, through the word. And uh, I've kind of been meditating on this off and on, right? I mean, in Romans 12, 2, verse 2, it says, And be not conformed to this world. The word world, there is the word age or aeon. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So what that one thing that I see clearly there is that if we're not transformed by the renewing of our mind, and if we're not, and if we are conformed to this world, then we're not going to be able to understand the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We're not going to be able to understand because we're not going to be able to hear out of our spirits, amen, what the Lord is saying to us in that word of faith, amen. And this word conformed, it, it means to be fashioned alike, to conform to the same pattern. So in other words, don't fashion yourselves like this age in this world. Don't fashion yourself according to their pattern. In other words, don't operate like the world, right? Don't do it like the world does, all right? And there, there's a whole scheme and a system there devised, amen? And, and that's not what we do as sons and daughters of God, amen? All right, so that's not what we do as sons and daughters of God. We stay in faith toward God, amen? And <clears throat> so we're constantly living after our spirits, amen? The just shall live by faith, amen? Well, faith is for the spirit, hope is for the soul. Faith comes out of your spirit, man, you see? And it's inspired by your very spirit, by the Lord. In other words, faith is from God, you see? Faith toward God, faith from God, out of our spirits, right? 
And it's very important that we understand origin, right? The beginning of things. Faith is not of the soul. Hope is for the soul. The scripture says hope is the anchor of the soul. So faith encourages us and allows us to have strength to believe and trust in God. And then hope keeps us locked down and anchored to the word of God so that we don't, uh, <clears throat> if we don't uh, start panicking, amen, and get full of fear and so on. And this is because our minds have been renewed to the things of God. We have experience with God. We keep moving with God, and therefore we trust God. So, and then the word says, and be ye transformed. Well, transform is, is the word metamorphose, okay? And it means to be transformed. So, in other words, like a butterfly, right? He's a, as a cocoon. I mean, he's a, he's a worm, right? He's a big worm. And I remember last year, I think it was during the end of spring or beginning of fall there, there was a big old hornbill, tomato hornbill worm. That thing was large. And... Uh, but he was getting ready for his next phase, right? He was constantly eating, 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 consuming. And then I never got, obviously, to see the next phase, but I know that the next phase for that particular uh, caterpillar is, is he's going to be this beautiful um, <coughs> moth, right? Hornbill moth. So anyway, the point is, is that he gets transformed into this beautiful, beautiful creation. And uh, I have a lot of pictures that I've taken, right? Photographs of these hummingbird moths that come around the flowers just like hummingbirds do, and they have this long proboscis, I think it's called, and he's able to do just like the hummingbird does, and that's pretty fascinating to me, you know, watching all these creatures do what they do, but again, transform. So our minds have to be renewed into that same image, right? Not, not, not uh, <clears throat> as the world is, is, right? They're all copycats of one another. Somebody sees a style Somebody sees a pair of shoes, a shirt, a hat, glasses, watch, rings, shoes, pants, all these things, right? Cars, houses, boats. Somebody will see something and they're like that thing and then they start trying to be like that thing, right? Copying it. But God is a, is, God is a God of, 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 like I said, inspiration, right? The scripture says that <clears throat> there's a spirit in man and the inspiration of the Almighty gives him life and gives him understanding. So, that life and that freshness that comes from God, and as you move towards God and the Word of God, that life of God is constantly fresh and new. Amen? It's a new word to you. It's a new idea. It's a new revelation. It's a new principle that you haven't heard. And these things, that's how God moves us along, fresh and fresh and fresh and new. Right? And he's able to take old and make them new, and he's able to give you something brand new that you've never seen. And we have to understand, too, body Christ, that you know, the things that I've gotten in my life as, as I've pursued God and the foundation that he's laid in my life. And by the way, there's two foundations, and maybe I'll touch on that in a minute. But <clears throat> the foundation that comes from God is inspired from God. Amen. The source is God, right? There's a, there's a, a, a phrase, a, a set of words here, and I'm going to tell you those words right now, is that a man's confession is a result of his, let me see, how's it go? A man's confession is the result of his thoughts, right? I think I might have to go look that one up now. <laughs> uh, there's only two sources, right? God or the devil, right? And we have to understand that the source that comes from the world is, is set up to distract us, to keep us away from God, right? So a man's confession is the result of his thinking. A man's thinking is the result of his knowledge. A man's knowledge is a result of his source, and there's only two sources, God or the devil. That's, that's literally true, amen? There's one source that's, that's designed to distract us and keep us away from God, and there's another source that leads us to God, amen? And so, even so, the Holy Ghost, amen, he's constantly leading us to Christ, amen? Sonship, 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 sonship. Sonship is all about representation, right? Representing God, amen? In the word, amen? In obedience to that word. Now, so be, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed, right? So then the word, by the renewing here, renewing is renovation. That is, complete change for the better, right? When you, when you get ready to renovate something in your home, you're, you're taking a situation that you feel like is, needs to be improved, right? And so you, you start making changes. You start, first of all, you've got to engineer, design, and plan it all out, right? And... And then you compile all the materials and then you, or, or have a contractor do it and so on if, you, if you're not going to do it yourself. And then you begin the process of getting it ready, right? Getting it all built up, all right? <clears throat> now, anyway, 
renovation, renewed of your the renewing of your mind that you may prove. All right. So the thing is, is that if this mind continues in the path of the world, amen, then then the pros the problem that happens is is that you're not able to distinguish God anymore, clearly. All right. And there's a clear word that God is constantly ministering and speaking to His people. Amen. And uh, <clears throat> so one of the things that you know last week I shared on on uh, on this uh, dream that I had. Right in the dream, I was there was a person driving that was a celebrity preacher. All right, and I was sharing with him uh, the, the, what 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 the dream was about. And in the dream, I said, "Do you know what the anointing is for?" And I said, the anointing is to embolden us, all right? In other words, emboldening means to inspire with courage, amen, to strengthen you with courage. And you know how it is when you're in a situation and, and uh, you're a little bit fearful and timid and you're not exactly sure where the situation is going to go, but all of a sudden you hear from the Lord, amen? You begin to get before God and you begin to pray and you begin to seek God and you hear from God and all of a sudden you get built up and you're full of courage, amen? You're full of courage because now you, you have faith toward God that you're going to be able to uh, accomplish and, and get through this situation, right? You're going to cross over, in other words. And as he says in Isaiah 41, verse 10, start with verse 10, says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Strengthen is the word to be strong, alert, courageous, be brave, to be stout, to be bold and solid and hard, amen. Courageous, in other words. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, and I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness, amen. In righteousness, right? Righteousness has to do with the condition that we are because of what Christ has already done for us. This is how we continue to get before God, to come before the Father, Amen. If we have any sins, we confess them before the Father. We, we ask God, we, we repent, right? We turn back to the Lord. How oh, he says in Psalm 23, I like this. Let me read this to you. Psalm 23. All right. He says here, uh, he maketh me, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He, he, verse 3, he restoreth my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. So the restoration of your soul, the restoring of your soul is to return or turn back to the Lord. Turn away from the world, turn back unto God. Turn away from that idea or that thought that's not producing fruit and realize it because the Lord is revealing to you. God has sent somebody to you. God, the word came to you somehow. All right. And because of that, you're able to turn back to God and get back to who, the one who does have the direction and the distinction that we need in our lives to move forward with God in the things of God. So it says that, Behold, all they that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as nothing, and they that strive with thee shall perish. Now, <clears throat> we have to understand here the ways of God here. And, and we're not talking about our enemies as people, because we have to understand that demonic activity is what inspires people that are being led of their spirit. They're being triggered and, and with the thought process that comes out of the world, a philosophy that comes out of the world, a view uh, that comes up not from God, you see? So in that triggering, they're going to be moving with another spirit, another breath, right? And it's not the breath of God, it's, it's the demonic, right? So we understand that, again, those that are out there in the world, obviously those that don't know God, they're, they're constantly being inspired by the world, that's where they live after, but even as a Christian, even as one that's been born again, you still have to maintain the distinction of what's coming from God and what's not coming from God. It's important. And what I mean by maintaining distinction is, is that you've got to be on alert, amen? As the scripture says, that, that wide is the path that leads to destruction, but narrow is the way that leads to righteousness, right ways of God. The path is narrow, amen? There's, there's only one voice that we should be listening to, right? The voice of God. And again... We have to understand, too, this. I want to read this again. In, uh, yeah, I want to read this in the King James verse. This is John 3.34. For he whom God hath sent speaketh the words of God. For God giveth not the spirit by measure. Now, unto him is italicized. So I don't ever, sometimes I'll read the italicized word. But in this case, uh, that's not, it's not, it, it doesn't lend to what God is saying here. 
First of all, the one that is sent, okay, those are the ones that you need to be listened to, sent from God, right? Not sent from the devil. Those are the ones that have the word of God that can bring those rhemas of God to you. As the scripture says, he speaks the rhemas of God. Now, I want to read that in the Amplified. And I love this because it, it, uh, it gave me another perspective here. For since he whom God has sent speaks the words of God, and then it has in brackets here, proclaims God's own message. All right? In other words, the ones that are, that, are, that, are, that are speaking because they're sent from God are the ones that proclaim God's message. That's all they have is one message. They don't have the message of, for example, the way a particular religion, let's say the Baptist or the Pentecostal or the Methodist, all right, they don't have that voice. They don't have the voice of the one that comes from Hindu or the one that comes from Catholicism, right? They only have one voice. They have the voice of God. The message is the voice of the message of God. The voice is the message of God. So he that, that has been sent speaks God's word, speaks the rhemas of God. So this individual, brother or sister and so on, is one that is representing God in the earth. That's all they're interested in. They're not interested in their own flame, flame, fame and their own glory. Now look at this verse. This is John chapter 8. Yeah. I love this. I'm going to read in the King James. So remember, the one that is seeking glory from God, the honor from God. As Jesus, right, the scripture says that, that a voice from heaven said, this is my beloved son, right, when he was baptized. And then when in the Mount of Transfiguration, they heard the voice again, this is my beloved son, hear ye him. The word son is the word weos, which means fully matured. This is my son whom I have sent. All right. Now, in John 8:54, Jesus said in the King James, Jesus answered, if I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father that honors me of whom you say that he is your God. Remember that the Jesus told us, taught us very plainly that he that is of the world loves the world. In other words, those that come to those that are of the world and their inspiration is not from God, they're going to receive their own, right? It's the same thing that as if you're following God, that if you're hearing God, that you're not, then you're going to receive the ones that God has sent to you. Now, let's look at that in the Amplified. Jesus answered, if I were to glorify myself, that is magnify, praise, and honor myself, I would have no real glory. My glory would be nothing and worthless. My honor must come to me from my Father. It is my Father who glorifies me, who extols me, magnifies and praises me, of whom you say that he is your God. You see, those that are looking for the, for the honor and the significance comes from man, right, the world, and yet, yet they, they proclaim that they're from God. Well, you have a problem. And, and you need to understand that your significance and your 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 magnification is all going to come from God. It's not going to come from you. All right? Now, let's continue here. So um, let me see where I'm at here. All right. Now, I want to read again the scripture in 2 Timothy 1.7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. The word fear is, is timidity, fearfulness, and cowardice. In other words, he doesn't call us to, cause us to draw back. He, we have not received that spirit that causes us to push to draw back. But it says that we have received this, the power, but the spirit of the power of love and of a sound mind. Now, sound mind is the word self-control. Sound mind is an individual that can be corrected and, and can be turned back to the Lord, restored back to the Lord. Amen. And turned back from the world. So again, very important that we understand that God is, is telling us in this hour that don't be fearful. Don't worry about your life. Put your care and your trust in me. Uh, I'll share a little bit of something that's, hap that's happening to my life is that I, uh, I had my last interview with, with, uh, with the VP of in infrastructure. And uh, basically, it was the last part of the portion of me getting ready to be promoted into the next, into another position, a higher paying position, you know, and all that, you know, again, it wasn't, um, it's an internal, you know, uh, promotion. And, and as the scripture says that uh, 
those that those that have have, have mocked and have gainsaid, if you will, and uh, <clears throat> I'm gonna go back to that in Isaiah. Let's see if I can find it here. Isaiah 41. All right. Uh, Behold, all they that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. You see, God is doing that in, in my life for those that are around me in, in, in the place that I work at and so on. And I didn't have anything to do with it. In other words, I didn't have to, to represent myself, to speak for myself, to defend myself. Amen. Because as it says here, that uh, I will help you and I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. Amen. And so in other words, <laughs> again, if we if we seek to save our lives, our souls, Jesus said, you're going to lose it. But if you seek to lose your soul for my sake, you'll find it. See, true honor and true promotion comes from God. The scripture says that promotion comes doesn't come from the east, from the west, from the south. Well, what does that leave? That leaves the north. And that means that in my situation, I, at my workplace, there's a north. There's someone that is over me. You're always going to have someone over you, right? It's, it's inevitable. That's the way of authority. So what I'm saying here is, is, that, is that those are the ones that will recognize you and those that are want, the ones that will bring you forth and bring you up. Amen? As long as you're maintaining according to the guidelines and the standards that have been set in that workplace and so on and so on. So anyway, <clears throat> that's a situation that's happened in my life and, and God is, is, is honoring me and I'm not even having to do anything about it. As Jesus says, John 17, honor me. And, and that honor comes from God. That, that honor and that promotion comes from God. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm grateful for that. So, again, let's see what time it is. 9.30. All right. Well, one more verse here. It says, <clears throat> Romans 8.15, For we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. All right. When you're in fear, you're in bondage. Amen. And you have to understand that it's your trust and your faith and your confidence in God's word and that he is faithful and that he'll honor his word for your life no matter what you're going through. As long as you stay to the word. Standing there, having therefore, having done all to stand. Stand therefore. Stand on God's word. Amen. And then he says, but we have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry out of a father. Those sons, amen, and daughters, amen, once they've learned that, that God is a source, amen, God is the, the true source, amen, the spirit of truth, amen, comes from God. And once you understand these things, then you'll be able to, to bank on it. In other words, you're able to put all your confidence your, and your trust in God for any given situation in your life. Amen? Father, I thank you, Lord God, for those that are partaking right now. I thank you, Lord God, that you're able to to help us understand and clearly see, Father God, that we must put our confidence and trust in you, Father. And I pray for those, Father God, that, that are going through things out there, that they would get back to the word of God. They would get back to, to hearing what you're saying to the church in their lives, amen, for their situations, for their families. The scripture says, Father, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, amen. And we ask you for wisdom, Father, constantly in our lives to direct us and move us forward, Father God. And I thank you for this, Father. And I bless you, Lord God, for your opportunities, Father, in our lives to have faith and trust towards you in all our situations. As it is written, Father God, he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. You know, <clears throat> the scripture says that, you know, when we praise God, amen. So I'll give you something else here that so. When we're praising God, all right, like for myself, right, when I'm singing and I'm, 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 I'm bringing forth, you know, songs, known songs, amen, that I know, and I'm praising God, the scripture says that Judah shall go first, right? Send Judah first, amen. Judah means praise. So when you're singing and you're praising God, it's another weapon, amen. It's a weapon because it's, 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 it's going forth out of your spirit. Amen. And you're pushing back demonic darkness and activity that's going on around you anywhere you go. And and I was just so encouraged by that, you know, because <clears throat> I, I like to, to, to praise God. I like to sing songs to the Lord. Amen. And uh, and I'm just encouraged, you know, like I said, as God, the Holy Spirit teaching me and training me in these things and why it's so important to fill your heart. Amen. With songs. Amen. Songs of deliverance, the glory to God, as the scripture says. So anyway, all right, so we're going to get into the outline now. 
And uh, the scripture, uh, let's go to the scripture in First uh, Corinthians 9. All right. And, and I've already alluded to this, but I'm just going to lay it out there for the foundations. foundations. And by the way, there's two foundations, right? You got the foundation of God, Jesus Christ, and you got the foundation of the world. As Jesus put it plainly this way, he says that you got those that built their houses on the rock and those that built their houses on sand. Well, what's going to happen when something's built on sand? It's going to wash away, right? That's clearly understood. Clearly easy to be seen. But if the, the foundation is sure, glory to God, and stands sure, as the scripture says, the, the, the foundation of God standeth sure. It's never going to vacillate. It's never going to rock and toddle. It's not going to be uh, uh, torn down, right, by the, um, by the pressures of the world, the demonic realm. It's always going to stand firm but as long as you stay on the rock, the word, amen. So in 1 Corinthians 9 here, <coughs> One, he says, am I not an apostle? Am I not free? Have I not seen the Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord? Are not ye my work in the Lord? All right. If I'm not an apostle unto others, yet doubtless I am to you. For the seal of mine apostleship are ye in the Lord. Now, he was telling these Corinthians, right, that you're my work in God. I've been working with you, training you, teaching you the ways of God, sharing with you the mysteries of the kingdom, amen, the mystery of Jesus Christ, the mystery of iniquity, all these facets, right, that need to be, under, need to be understood by the body of Christ. And, and the word seal here, <clears throat> seal here means like the seal placed on books, a signet ring, right? You got a letter that get, gets sent. In the old days, they used to put a little wax there and seal it with the ring. And, and the thing about it is if that package didn't make it or that letter didn't make it to the destination, or if it did make it to the destination, right? Then, and if the seal was broken or the package is open, then you start questioning the package, right? You start questioning now the integrity of that because now somebody else has that message or that package, right? And we hear about that all the time, right? Package thieves, people that are stealing all the time and taking packages and things don't belong to them, right? So... <clears throat> So in other words, the inscription made by a seal. The inscription or impression made by a seal, right? So the scripture says, are you not my, I mean, as it says here, uh, for the seal of mine apostleship, the significance, the, 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 the signet, all right, the, the, uh, the impression of God has been made in your lives, amen. The seal of God has been placed on your life, amen. Now, uh, in 1 Corinthians, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians 1.22. Let's take a look at that one. 2 Corinthians 1.22. All right. It says, Who hath sealed us and has given us the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. Okay. So that's sealed. All right. It, it gives us the earnest, uh, the beginning, the very beginning of what God has given to us by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, one thing about a seal is that somebody had to send something, right, and seal the package before it was sent. So the thing about it is, is you can't be sent if you're not sealed, if you're not signified, if you're not authorized. You can't be sent. Sent, those, as the scripture says in John 3, 34, I think, <clears throat> let me go back to that. For he whom God has sent, all right, speaks the raiments of God. That package of the one that has been sent is all he's doing is proclaiming God's message. And if we're not sealed, in other words, if we try to go out before it's the right time, then we're going to then we're gonna be in a bad place, amen? Because it's not time, if you will. All right, now, in Ephesians 1.13, it talks about who has sealed us with that Holy Spirit of promise, the promise of God that we, we, we anchor our lives to, amen, of Christ in our hearts as, as we begin to pursue, as we pursue God, Christ is constantly being revealed, the sonship of God and the understanding of sonship is being revealed, and all of a sudden, all we want in our lives is to represent God, amen. We don't want anything else but to be, to honor God, right? As I was read earlier in John, 
8.54. I, if I honor myself, my honor is nothing. There's thousands, hundreds and thousands of those that are honoring themselves, that are speaking of themselves, that are, that are speaking their own message, not the message of the kingdom of God. They're constantly talking about their will, their desires, their purposes, their plans. Amen. As, as Jesus taught us very clearly is that, is that my doctrine all right, is not my own. It came from God. My doctrine, the, what I'm telling you in, the, in the proclaiming this message is that it came from God. You see, but <clears throat> again, when you haven't been sealed and you think it's time, right, then you're going to misrepresent God is what the bottom line is. And, and that's not, we don't want misrepresentation because you're going to be on your own. You're going to be, all of a sudden, you're getting inspired inspirations from the world. I remember when I was in a meeting a uh, few few years ago or something, and uh, and there was a song being played, and it was a song from this movie, The 300, right? Well, where did that song come from, right? It came from the world. See, the message is mixed, all right? The message has got flavors of the world and some of God, all right? But that message is tainted because anything that comes forth out of God out of your spirit, man, if it, the, the world touches it, it's aborted. You see? And so, <clears throat> the scripture says in Ephesians 4.30 that he sealed us unto the day of redemption. Amen? As long as you stay in God, you're sealed. Amen? And because you're sealed in God, you can be sent because you're going to represent. Represent. Amen? There's two things you can do with authority, Right? Substitute or represent. Substitute means you're going to do your own thing, and then therefore you're going to add mixtures, right? You're going to be part of God, part of the world. Very plainly, very clearly, easy to see that. Now, so <coughs> the word preserved in First Thessalonians 5.23, let's take a look at that. All right, First Thessalonians 5.23 and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless. All right? And preserved here is to guard, to keep. And that's what a seal does. It guards and it keeps, right? A letter, a package, something that's been sealed, it guards and it keeps it. Amen? For the, until it gets to its appointed destination. So it says, the... Um, I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved, be kept, kept blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have to keep our souls, amen. We have to keep our, your spirit, soul, and body all has to be preserved blameless, amen. And so, again, as it says in verse 24, faithful is he that calleth you who will also do it. Who's going to perform it in our lives? Well, it's going to be God, amen. And if it's not God, then, then whoever the performance is coming from is there's a problem. The, the message is wrong. In other words, the message is tainted. So it says that, <clears throat> I like that. Um, John 3.33. And we're going to see in a minute here, and I've shared some of this before, you know, but we're going to see in a minute here uh, what Jesus said about this. And so in verse, in John 3, 33, he that received, has received his testimony, his witness, the witness of the Holy Ghost, the witness of Jesus Christ in your life, has said to his seal that God is true. When you're sealed up, you're true. But when you're, when you, but when you, when you've been sent out and you're, and you're not sealed, then it's not true. It's not the spirit of truth. Gonna be the spirit of error. Okay? So again, said to his seal that God is true. In other words, because we have received the witness of God in our spirits. Amen. Alright, so praise God. Now, um, so again, I, I read that in first Corinthians 9 2. I'll go back to it. Praise God. Let's see how it looks in the Amplified. First Corinthians 9, 2. Even if I'm not considered an apostle, a special messenger by others, 
at least I am one to you. For you are the seal, the certificate, the living evidence of my apostleship in the Lord, confirming it and authenticating it. Confirming it and authenticating it, authenticating it because we live after the Lord and we live after the word, amen. And we're tight with God, amen. We don't go to the left or go to the right, amen. We stay focused on God, all right? And so, again, confirming it and authenticating it. I love that, amen. Authentic, original, amen. Now, <clears throat> John, uh, I should have been on, on, on the outline. It says, sent on a message, John 4.34, but it's actually John 3.34. And it says, okay, I'm going to read that one again. John 3.34. For he whom God hath sent, all right, speaketh the ramas of God. The message is the message of the kingdom of God. It's God's message. For God has not given the spirit by measure. Now, again, that one in the Amplified. Let's look at that. For since he whom God has sent speaks the words of God, proclaims God's own message. Man, I love that. Amen. That's all he has in his heart is God's message. I remember there was a brother, and he was asking me, well, what's the Lord saying to you? And I said the same thing that I've been saying to him probably three or four times before that. And I gave him the same message. He goes, well, you always tell me the same thing. And I said, well, the Lord is obviously trying to tell you something. He's trying to tell you that you're not doing what I've just told you to do, but you're misrepresenting him. And he got a little offended by it, and, you know, but, I mean, you know, the Lord was correcting him, right? And uh, and so anyway, uh, John six twenty seven. Let's go to that now, King James, John six twenty seven. Mm. All right, I'm gonna read from uh, verse twenty. Yeah, verse twenty seven. Labor not six twenty seven. John six twenty seven. Labor not for the meat which perisheth. All right, perish here, perish is the same word here that's reused in and uh, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. Not of corruptible. Corruptible is perish. In other words, something that's going to dissolve or, or go away. Like, for example, when I worked in the grocery store, I was worked in the frozen food department. And if the frozen item started to melt, it was no good anymore because it couldn't be used. It couldn't be sold or ate. <laughs> so this is something that was perishing. You know, fruit that starts getting, you know, soft spots and, and, and rotten, right? It's something that's perished. But Jesus said, but labor not for the meat which perishes, but for the meat which endureth unto everlasting life. Here's the word Zoe. Which the Son of Man shall give unto you this is what a son or daughter can do that's representing God. He's going to be able to give you something. For him hath God the Father sealed, glory to God. That package and that thing that God has given you from those that God has sent to you, right? Because they're speaking the ramas of God. They're speaking and proclaiming God's own message. That thing that they're going to give you is going to be incorruptible seed, amen? Seed of God that cannot be corrupted, amen? Eternal seed, amen? It says in endureth unto everlasting zoe that seed and that word of god is going to give you life amen and inspire you in your spirit and keep you motivated and pushing forward toward god amen faith toward god now and then they said then they said unto him what shall we do that we might work the works of god well he just told them is that you're going to have to hear the one that god has sent because that one that has been sent has been sealed and Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God, that you believe on him whom he hath sent. Glory to God. Because the one that has been sent has been signified and certified, glory to God, because he's sealed. That package is true. Amen. This word is true. All right. Now, in 2 Corinthians 10, 13, all right, discovering your legal province. That's what section I'm on in the outline. 2 Corinthians 10. Verse 13. All right. He says here, <clears throat> I'm going to read verse 12 because 
very enlightening. For we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves. But they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves amongst themselves are not wise. You see, the measuring implement that we should be measuring against a standard should be the word of God. Amen. But because those that are out there and uh, the, the message is, is mixed, right? Confusion, Babylon, messages from Babylon, Babylonian. That message, right, <clears throat> they're constantly measuring themselves by themselves. They're looking at the status of what somebody has. Like I said, the clothes, the rings, the watches, the, the hairdo, the suits, the clothes, the, the cars. You know, they're looking at all this, you know, outward exterior view, right? But Paul says, the scripture says here that they measure themselves and compare themselves amongst themselves are not wise. But we, he said, will not boast of things without our measure. We're not going to boast ourselves of what's going on in the external, right? We're not going to exceed our metron here. The word amatros here, the Greek word here is amatros, A-M-E-T-R-O-S, and it's A-metron. A means no or not. Metron is, as it says, the limited portion. But according to the measure, the next word measure, there is the word metron. In other words, the measure, the instrument for measuring, all right, a limited portion. We stay within our boundary of the word of God. Amen. We're not boasting ourselves without our measure. We're not comparing ourselves with those that commend themselves. We don't need to do that because our significance is from God. We have been sealed by the Father. Amen. All right. And he says, but we will not boast of things without our amatros, without our immoderate, all right, excessive, but according to the limited portion of the rule which God had distributed to us, a metron, a rule, a measure to reach even unto you. You see, the measure of rule, the rule is the standard or the boundary of the sphere of activity, all right? This is how you measure yourself. You don't measure yourself according to the rule of the world, right? Not conform to this world, but be transformed. Your metron, your boundary comes to you from God. And when you stay in that boundary, you stay in that place that God has given you. But as soon as you step out, guess what? The package has been broken. Now you're beyond your measure, all right? Now, <clears throat> so he said a measure that's been distributed to us. The word distributed is to apportion or to bestow or to divide or to depart, to divide a part, all right? We understand that our metron is a, is a, is a portion, and it's not all the portions, right? So there's a couple times I've read on Facebook individuals that are ministering in different places and, and, and going to the prisons and stuff, right? Well, yeah, that's fine for you and what God has given you, but that's not the metron that he's given all of us. That's not the inheritance that we have or that I have, right? I know my, my boundaries, right? And when you know your boundaries, you're safe. You're sealed, in other words, all right? Now, 2 Corinthians, uh, well, he says here, we will not stretch our, ourselves beyond our measure, right? We understand where, the, where our boundaries are. Now, in 2 Corinthians 12, 12, let's look at that. Truly, the signs of an apostle were wrought among you in all hupomene, all right, const constancy, in all signs and wonders and mighty deeds and dunamis, all right? So, in other words, <clears throat> in all patience, force of consistency, hupomene, in all signs, in other words, the mark that signifies, and the signification is the seal, amen? This is the portion that we have from God. Our significance comes from God. All right. And then he says, uh, in all wonders, in all extraordinary, unusual, and marvelous miracles, glory to God, mighty deeds, dunamis, and power. I got another reference there, Romans 15, verse 19. Let's look at that one. Romans 15, 19. Through mighty signs and wonders by the dunamis of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and roundabout unto Il. Ilricium, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. I preached the message that I received from the Lord. Amen. That's all I preached. <laughs> and he's telling us here that he, he went everywhere preaching, all right? And there were signs and miracles and wonders and, and, and great revelations, amen, that were brought forth. And we see it because, I mean, we see it because they've been shown to us in the word, amen? 
Now, in Galatians chapter 2, verse 8, look at that one. For he that wrought effectually in Peter to the apostleship of the circumcision, the same was mighty in me toward the Gentiles. A distinction here. On one side, Peter, like I says, to the apostleship of the circumcision, the other side was mighty in me towards the Gentiles. And the word wrought effectually here is the word energio, energio, energized. He that energized me, he was at, he that I was operative in me, he was at, he that I was at work in me, he that put forth power, he that was effectual, he that was efficient in me, in Peter, he said, to the apostleship of the circumcision, the same was effectual, that is operative at work and put forth power. The same was active and efficient in me. The same was effective in me, in the in me toward the Gentiles. Amen. That message, amen. That that, that Peter was preaching to, to circumcision, in other words, to the Jewish side. I, the same the same God was powerful in me and effective and operative and efficient and active in me. Amen. So, <clears throat> again, apostleship. Well, so what does an apostle do, right? What does he do? Well, he sets in order. As the scripture says of Jeremiah, God is, I have set you over the nation to root out, to pull down, to throw down, to destroy, and then build and plant. And Paul made very clearly that he could not preach on another man's foundation. He wouldn't do it because he knew that he was going to have to uproot and tear down and pull down, throw down, destroy all that wrong teaching, wrong thinking, wrong philosophy, wrong doctrine. Because it didn't have its inspiration in God. It's had its, has its inspiration in the world and man. All right? And, and, and it was very interesting, you know, when he said that, is that, again, he knew clearly that I can't build on another man's foundation. I mean, it's very difficult because you have to understand everything that has to come down before God can build and plant. All the old government, right? The pastoral rule, the one-man rule, that's not of God, man. Anybody can clearly see that. As the scripture says, many hands make light work. Is that a scripture? I'm not even sure if that's a scripture or not, but it's true, right? When we have a work of God, amen, and and uh, <clears throat> and there's a lot to do, a lot involved, a lot of, a lot of souls, if you will, to teach and train and minister to, that's going to require the whole body of Christ, all right? It can't be just a one-man situation, man. It's set up for failure. So, First <clears throat> uh, Thessalonians 3.10. Take a look at that. First Thessalonians 3.10. Night and day, praying exceedingly that we might see your face and might perfect that which is lacking in your faith. Amen? That's what sons of God and daughters got to do. They're looking to hear from God in a situation so that they can understand what's lacking in our faith and perfect that in our lives. Amen. And Philippians 2, 2, 2 verse 30. Philippians 2 verse 30. Because for the work of Christ, he was nigh unto death, not regarding his soul to supply your lack of service toward me. All right. Let's look at that one in the Amplified. For it was through working for Christ that he came so near death, risking his very soul to complete the deficiencies in your service to me, which distance prevented you yourselves from rendering. In other words, whatever was lacking, amen, that's what I was trying to, to fulfill, amen. Take that area that's, that's out of order and bring it back in order in alignment with God. And uh, 1 Corinthians 1, seven. You know what's interesting is that you have certain denominations that don't believe that apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers are in the land. Now they'll release, they'll they'll accept the shepherd, all right? Maybe the evangelist, but they don't they don't even consider right that they, that that first of all God's word is eternal, amen. So why would it not be good in the time when Christ was here and when Paul wrote these words in these these uh, books? Why would it be? Why wouldn't it be the same today? Right? If an apostle is involved in bringing order to the body of Christ, and, and we don't want to receive the apostle because we don't want to get the order of God in our lives, 
in, in our government and our structures and the fellowships and so on, you see, then, then you know, we're going to be sorely lacking in God. And uh, <coughs> now, uh, uh, let's look at um, Hebrews chapter 3 now. We're almost done with the lesson here. Hebrews chapter 3. This is talking about the Lord. Wherefore, verse 1, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling. We are all partakers of this calling. Amen. Of God in our lives. Every one of us. You don't have to wait to hear from God to know whether you're going to be someone that preaches to the people, teaches the people, someone that's a deacon and serving, you know, in a helps capacity. We don't have to wait to be servants. servants. As the scripture says, the greatest one among you is the one who serves. Amen? So, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. Right? <clears throat> and the thing about it is, is that the apostle and high priest, Jesus, he's the one that came first to bring order, to do away with the old law, and to bring in a new covenant. Amen? Made on better promises, glory to God. One that we could all fulfill because of the righteousness that we are in Christ Jesus. Amen? One that could be fulfilled in God. One that God could, now we could approach God and come to God and look for God, for wisdom, amen, for, for instructions, for understandings, amen, for helping one another, for serving one another. All these areas of principles and teachings that God has brought to us. And so, <clears throat> when we consider the apostle, first of all, the word uh, profession here, the Greek word profession is homologia, which means to speak the same as the word. That's what homologia is. Two, two words for patience. Homologia and, I'm sorry, two words for, I'm sorry, this word confession means homologia. Homo means the same as logia is from the word, the word. You speak the same as the word. All right. All right. So, <clears throat> so you homologia. And then when we profess to be ours, this is what we are partaking of. This calling, amen, this is given to us by the Lord, amen. We have to step out in faith toward God and trust God in his word and the things that he's bringing to us and the faith that we're moving in toward God, constantly moving forward, that we might prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God, all right? So this high priest, all right, and I gosh, I'm going to cover this, okay, because it's so important that we understand what order we're of, all right? As sons and daughters, we are after the order of Melchizedek. And when you go read this story, it starts out in Hebrews chapter 7. And if you go look at the story from Genesis 14 and what Abraham had to go through. As is Abraham, verse 1, returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him. So Melchizedek. <coughs> scripture says Melchizedek blessed him. To whom Abraham gave a tenth part. You know, I had a young brother ask me, you know, uh, what do you think about tithing? I said, well, what we have to understand about tithing is that, is that before Moses, all right, and before it was commanded of the, of the priests to take tithes, Abraham already did it by faith unto Melchizedek. So what are you going to live by? You're going to live by the law or are you going to live by faith? Amen. You have to understand where you're sowing, first of all. You need to understand the ground that you're sowing into. Second of all, uh, you need to understand that that as the scripture says, it was already being done in Abraham. All right. So, again, order of Melchizedek, without father, without mother, he was a king of righteousness, and, and, and he was a king of righteousness. Amen. We're of the same order. King means Melek. Melek is the word king and of righteousness. This is the order that Christ was. And so we're after that same order, who was also king of peace. Amen. Didn't have a father and mother, no beginning nor end. Uh, but made like unto the Son of God abided the priest continually. So anyway, <clears throat> Melchizedek is, is what order we are of, amen. And that order, amen, as we as we have faith and trust toward God, allows us to understand where we need to serve, amen, as kings of righteousness. We serve the people. We are priests, amen. We serve God. We serve the people. We serve the world, right? We serve them God, amen. We give them God. We're, we turn the disobedient to the wisdom of the just. And as kings, we dominate and rule in the spirit realm. Amen. And this is where, as the scripture says, there's a scripture in Job that says, uh, 
He disappoints the devices of the crafty so that their hands are not able to perform their enterprise. Well, who is he going to do that through? Well, say me. He's going to do it through us. We're the ones that bind and loose. We're the ones that say no to the demonic realm, yes to God. You see? All right. Now, so, again, we're after the same order. So, talking now again about the seal and the package. The package must be sealed before it is sent. The seal is to signify. The seal is to certify, to preserve. If you're sealed, you're significant. If you're sealed, you're certified. If you're sealed, you're preserved, you're authentic. Every time that lid gets taken off of that jelly jar and you take of those preserves or you take of those tomatoes or okra or whatever has been preserved, amen, every time it's, it, can, it can be eaten and partaken of, right? Amen? Same thing with us. When you're sealed, the seal can, can, can whatever's in that package can be brought forth and given to the world, to your family members, to the body of Christ. Amen? So when the seal is broken, there's a problem with the package. It becomes questionable. If you're not sealed as you are in sonship and you go forth before being properly sealed or preserved, you will be unofficial. You will be questionable. Amen? And so again, Two things you do with God and the authority of God, uh, God's word. You substitute and represent the God, God, word, God, the word of God. God wants us to represent him in all his word. So if you're not sealed, you're unsignified, you're uncertified, you're undignified, you're, you're not authentic, you will, not, you will be unpreserved. So Jesus said, the latter part of verse 29, if you believe on the one whom God has sent, you will believe that he or she represents the Father because they have he has been sealed and si signified and he has been signed, sealed, and delivered. Jesus said and answered unto them, This is the work of God that you believe on him whom God hath sent. Amen. And he whom God has sent speaks the Ramas and the words of God. Praise God. Father, I thank you, Lord, for this hour, for this opportunity, Lord, to bring forth your life. I bless you for your faithfulness, Lord. I thank you for your Holy Ghost that quickens us, amen, that makes us alive and makes us get inspired in your word, Father God. And I thank you, Lord God, that there is a spirit in man and the inspiration gives them, the inspiration gives them life and gives them understanding. I thank you for life and understanding, Father God. And I bless you for your faithfulness, Lord. I love you, Father. I thank you for those that are partaking and those that will partake, Father. We bless you, Father. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.